Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Welcome to Ratzel Review, and today we are doing Master of the Rings by Halloween in our lead-up to the new album released by Halloween, entitled Halloween. By uh, Halloween. By Halloween. Um, so, Kiski's out, and, um, uh, oh my god. Andy Dearest. Andy Dearest. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Ingo. Ingo is, oh, oh my god. Yeah, I, I just replaced drew by Uli Kirsch. Uli, yes, Uli Kush, who came from uh, Gamma Ray, actually. So there's another tie to Halloween, because, you know, Kai Hansen and Gamma Ray. And then Andy Dearest from Pink Cream 69 comes into Halloween. Yeah. Thank and fucking God. quite a bit of their influence over on this one, I think, which is interesting. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Although I don't think they quite fully formed the ideas of that until the next one. This is an excellent introduction of both those guys to the band yeah yeah this is really shows them moving forward right this is the band getting getting to know like the new members and stuff like that and also getting back to their normal type sound you know in a way kind of they're not fully there really this is almost a straight hard rock album, right which is interesting yeah but they're they're getting back to their kind of their their sound you know they're not they're not doing what i think they totally do on the first two songs yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Soul Survivor, where the rain grows. Uh, Soul Survivor is totally a uh, classic Halloween track. Yeah, great opening track. Uh, even when where the rain grows, I mean, I love where the rain grows. Yeah, uh, why is really cool. Uh, and then Greg, me and you were talking earlier. You hate Mister Ego. I don't like it. It's um, <clears throat> it's a mishmash of different ideas, and it doesn't play together very well. Mm. I get kind of what they wanted to do with it. It just, it sounds unfinished and disjointed. That's the song I like the least out of this whole album. But the the, the middle part of it is lacking, really. It starts strong and ends pretty strong, but there's Mr. Ego. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank now. I can't remember what it is. I'm always on the fence about this song. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a couple of others, but but that's a big one. It's just kind kind of comes out of nowhere and just stops the album dead. Like even though the song before it, I don't think is all that strong, it was still carrying the momentum of how it started off. Mm. And then that just if it flowed, it'd be okay as like an epic, but it doesn't. The different parts don't sound good together. Yeah, it sounds a little jumbled or whatever. And it's it's a song I either give or take. I mean, I listen to it, then I kind of don't like it, and whatever. But uh, and then "Perfect Gentleman." Um, that's another one of my favorite songs. Not my favorite, you know, of Halloween in general, but on this album, um, it's cool. I mean, 
Yeah, no, I, I like this song. I'm trying to think of uh, something else, but uh, yeah, no, it's a good song. It's a, it's a little weird, a little odd because just a perfect gentleman, just kind of a weird title, you know, in a way. But they actually later on in the, in, in the discography, they actually bring uh, this song back in a way for another thing. Hmm. We'll get we'll get to that when we get to that album. But um, just let's do side one first, uh, Lou. What do you think of uh, side one? So I can tell you right off the bat, I thought this album was a drastic improvement from the recent output of the 90s. Andy Dearest fits perfectly well. His voice kind of reminds me of the perfect combination of Diano's grit and Dickinson's soaring highs. Okay. I can't pick one favorite song, as there is not a bad one. Probably my favorite Halloween album since Walls of Jericho. Hmm. Very good. Okay. So you want me to continue on, I guess, with the song. So, all right. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were. Right. So Irritation, I thought, was a cool intro. And then Soul Survivor. My notes were, damn, Halloween is back. I already preferred Dearest's vocals. And Uli's drumming is tight and locks in with Marcus perfectly. Not Ingo by any stretch of the imagination, but that's okay. Both are great. Excellent guitar work on the song. When the Ring Grows. Power metal done right. The Kings have come to reclaim their throne. Fuck Manowar. <laughs> uh, why? Even the pop songs are better with Dearest. Yeah. Mr. Ego. Now, I kind of have a different take on it than you guys do. Um, I thought it had a great groove. Kind of reminded me of, like, Zeppelin, Jimmy Page solo stuff, a la Death Wish 2, uh, White Snake, Judas Priest, Touch of Evil kind of flair to it. I like it. It's different from them. But um, my one question is, how is this about Kiski, if one of you guys can answer that? Because apparently they dedicated it, quote-unquote, to Kiski. You know what? I didn't even know that. <laughs> All right. Well, then I retract the question. <laughs> I, yeah, well, if they did, with, I would imagine it's because of uh, the animosity he left in. And I, I'm sure he assumed the band would fold without him. And I don't know. Maybe it's a piss take. We continued without you. Have fun singing your weird shit. Go crying your schnitzel over at the beer garden. Ha 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 ha. We go dancing our little hosen down to uh, Bavaria. Ha ha ha. We take the cute girls with the big schnozolas. Oh, anyway, let me move on. Um, <laughs> I thought Marcus was on my show again. What's that? <laughs> I thought Marcus was on the show. Uh, I gotta see that. Um, uh, when does it end at side one? Because I have the CD version. Uh, perfect Gentleman. Okay, so Perfect Gentleman. A note to Pepe Le Pew. Just kidding. Great song, because Dears' voice has a perfect dichotomy of passion and sinister. Music's great, but I think it works perfectly because of his vocals. Yeah. Good delivery on it. Yeah. I thought the Pepe Le Pew thing would get a laugh, but I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> well, Pepe Le Pew is canceled right now, so we, I don't want to... Fuck that shit. <laughs> no, no. But, um... Yeah, I don't like that song as much as you guys do. I mean, I... I... Darius is definitely the best part of it. It's just I feel like it could be more interesting. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. It's another. I do. I like the song a lot, but same thing with why. It's... I like that song as well, but it's it's not of the same quality as what surrounds it. I see. I think why is really good because it fits perfectly with those first three songs. It just. Uh... It just goes really well, leading into like a slower thing and then leading into Mr. Ego. Uh, where it what I mean, it, 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 it goes and it leads in 
well to the rest of it, but it doesn't really stand out on its own. Like, it could just be an extended end to where the rain grows, and you wouldn't really know the difference. Just, that's all. It kind of blends in to me. Mm, I guess. Um, oh, and also, too, since you mentioned who uh, Andy Dears kind of sounds like, when uh, one of my friends got this, uh, he actually bought the cassette or whatever, and he, I go, what does the new guy sound like? And he, he says Axl Rose. Do you hear kind of like an Axl Rose? None at all. Voice? None really? at all. I mean, Axel no, has too Ray much of Gillen, like a... maybe. Ray mm-hmm. Gillen? Yeah. Of Badlands? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't... I still stick to my Diano meets Dickinson. I don't think he sounds anything like Bruce Dickinson, so... I don't get that at all. <laughs> I don't get the Ray Gillen. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> And it's I like that first Badlands album. I, I could hear a little bit of Axl Rose, so I, I was just curious. I couldn't hear anything about Axl. Just a little, like the little raspy stuff that Axl does sometimes. Never even raspy thought of Axl as raspy. He's, no, he's got a little rasp to his voice on some songs. Mm, I don't know. I, I Axl fit well with ACDC. I can't yeah, see Dearest fitting in ACDC. I'll leave it at that. Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's because Darius can actually sing. That's true. <laughs> hey, I love Bon Scott's contributions to that band. Oh, so do I. Bon Scott was amazing, but I mean, you don't have to be a great vocalist, and Axel isn't a great vocalist. It wasn't a slight at ACDC. It was a slight at Axel Rose. Who we love picking those. I I think one of the most overrated vocalists there has ever been because he was <laughs> never good to begin with. He was just unique. Very true. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, but I can't find. I can't really relate Andy Dearest to any other singer. Like I can't really, like you compare him to Deano and, and Dickinson. I I don't really hear. I mean, I hear Deano a little bit, but Dickinson, no, because he can't do the highest. Ray, what made me like, think of Ray Gillen? Sorry, yeah, he doesn't do exact. Well, you know, the interesting about Dickinson screams is he uh he stays in like the middle octave the whole time he does it. It's very strange, and I think he's like the only vocalist that has ever really done that successfully on a commercial level. But anyway, <laughs> um, what what made me think of Ray Gillen is some of the highs that Darius can hit, but he's got a little bit of grit in his voice like Ray Gillen did. Yeah, yeah. yeah similar in that respect, but no, they don't sound alike. Not to deviate from the subject matter, but I would have loved to have heard Ray Gillen sing some of those Blue Murder songs off the first album. I think he would have sounded ace on them, but John Sykes did a great job. So, oh, the other thing too is I do Andy does seem a little bit more similar to Kai Hansen. Yeah, that I can mm-hmm. see. Yeah, that, yeah, that a I forgot bit. to mention that. Uh, so we get on the side too. Um, I think the album kind of dips a little bit on this because it starts with the game is on. I don't like that song. No. It's about video games. You like that song? No. Game I, on, I, motherfucker. I, I Second favorite on the album. <laughs> really? The, the, yeah. the Game Boy song is stupid. And uh, well, I do, what, the rings come from Sonic the Hedgehog? Probably. <laughs> that's I, a, I that, that's that what thought, happened. But... They all spent their advance from Chameleon on Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> Can you blame them? No. That had the better version of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but um no that's just a a bad song it is why do you like it so much lou i don't know i just appreciated the melody behind it i'm a sucker for melody i can't help it mm. i know why didn't you like windmill then i just didn't <laughs> like it wayne 
I think they really incorporated the melody well here and even stronger just because you know what Andy brought over with him from uh, Pink Cream 69. Yeah. I think that actually ended up meshing real well with Halloween's style. My my other thing was, when was Game Boy... Like, when was the last time Game Boy was around? 98. When Pokemon games came out. Game Boy. Do you think it was 98? 98, 99, somewhere around there. That's when Pokemon <clears throat> was out on it and super popular, I think. Well, there's also the Pokemon Hunter game where people were literally like walking into the streets and oncoming traffic trying to chase Pokemon down. So uh, <laughs> that was up as, as recent as five years ago. Yeah, that that was on the phone, so not Game oh. Boys. It was oh, really? Dis- oh, it was, never discon- mind then. it was discontinued in 2003. Oh, okay. Interesting. And this album was released in, ni- in 94. But, uh, yeah. Genesis yeah, not- was still hot by that point. Oh, yeah. and something else to tie it into the earlier Halloween material, too. They use another clip from Halloween 3 on this at the beginning. That little toot, 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 toot digital part is when the pumpkin's face is filling in on the computer screen at the beginning of Halloween 3. Oh, really? I didn't realize yep. that. Dude, I I've seen that see movie like 200 times. It's yeah. my favorites. <laughs> Is it as good as the first? I really want to give it a shot. It's as good as the first in terms of it being a good movie, but it's a sci-fi tale, so it's not like a slasher film or something like that. Yeah. I like yeah. sci-fi. I love The Thing. That was more of a sci-fi film than a horror film. I mean, combo of the both, but it was more sci-fi. My thing, yeah. there was no Michael Myers in that. That pissed me off. I'm glad there wasn't. You can only go so far with him. I know. Characterize him is to demean the character. I know. Rob Zombie had the worst idea ever when he decided to show him as a child. There's a guy that can't make a movie worth a fuck that everyone just keeps. Never... Anyway, <laughs> back to Halloween. <laughs> oh, God. That but is it... a discussion for a different episode. Yeah, yeah, we can I, do that I, on Lucia. We ran about that for three hours, so let's just. <laughs> there we go. I'll have you guys on Music is Life, and we'll say, why does Rob Zombie suck as a director? Actually, we should do the Halloween movies on your show. I'm game for that. That's fine. Uh-huh. Could do that. Right? Greg? The, the original Halloweens? Or... Oh. <laughs> Let's do them all. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Why not? We'll just dedicate man, like 10 man, minutes each a, Yeah, there are some bad movies there in that are. series, but okay. <laughs> it would give me a reason to sit down and watch TV with my wife. Because uh, Paul so... Rudd's in part six, and he's gorgeous. Uh... <laughs> no, she don't care about that. Okay, but yeah, cool. game, game is on. I, I don't. I mean, it was cool when I heard with all the game sounds and stuff. Because I'm a gamer. I used to be a big gamer back then, but eh, I can deal with. Uh, they can do without that song. Secret Alibi, though, that brings this, the album up a little bit more for me. I like that song a lot. What do you guys think about Secret Alibi? It's okay, but it's nothing special. This is that like slump i kind of feel like the album takes it sounds good it just nothing that really makes me think it's a a great song like it's a good song i wouldn't turn it off yeah 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 Yeah, i'm not gonna put it on a compilation or anything no yeah uninspired that's what i was looking for but i don't really fault them for that on a few of the songs on here like where it does take a dip because they're getting used to each other and 
for the fact that it was written and recorded, although some songs were brought over from previous ideas in a span of three months after they had just joined the band, I think this is really strong Yeah, yeah. for for those facts. So I don't really fault the few missteps it does have. Yeah, because they're they're at least trying instead of just being absurd. Right, yeah. Lou. Um, I thought that Secret Alibi was good. Um, considering I heard it after Phoenix from Stradivarius, although I know that you know I heard Phoenix first, I can mm-hmm. see how a song like this influenced a song like that. So that's one good thing I'll say about it. I actually prefer Phoenix from Stradivarius, but it's a good song. I wouldn't even compare those two. The chorus, I think, reminds me a little bit of uh, Phoenix. Yeah, I could. So. All right, I can hear that. Because yeah. I'm gonna say this, this don't really have any double bass. Notes. I just referred to the last song on Chameleon as Hooligans Holiday, the beginning of it. So <laughs> strange uh, things go on in my head. Uh. I see that. Uh, another song I don't really care for. Actually, it's probably my least favorite of this whole entire thing. Take me home. Uh, Love it. Love you love this song? My favorite song on the fucking album. Really? Sounds like a B-side from Van Halen too. It's Thank great, you. man. Yeah. No, the drums started off. Yeah, I, I I'd heard Van Halen, and I mentioned to you, Greg, I, I heard uh, Hot for Teacher, but you know. Yeah, just because of the drums, but I mean, it, it doesn't really carry that rhythm. But dude, the, the, right. the background vocals, the song structure—it's one of the best riffs on Van Halen I've ever heard, and yeah. Andy Darris sounds great on it. Mm. With that swagger that Roth had, and I, I, I really—that's probably my favorite song on this album, honestly. Wow! I, I wrote okay. Anything that reminds me of "I'm the One," "Hot for Teacher," "Shy Boy," "Bottom Line," "It's Showtime," or "Slam Dunk" is an automatic winner. My favorite <laughs> yeah. song on the album. Wow! I've, I've never—I don't think I've ever heard anybody say they like that song. Well, you have wrong. <laughs> now I do. I guess apparently I do. Uh, and actually, I want to know. With us. Yeah, I should. Uh, people watching the show, do you like that song, Take Me Home? Let me know. Um, I don't give a fuck if you don't. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to like it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, in the middle of a heartbeat, Greg, you didn't like this song, but uh, I liked it. And uh, on the, one of the live versions, when they did um, uh, High Live, uh, Andy Darius sings it by himself with the acoustic guitar. And it sounds really cool on there. And that's what actually made me like this song. A little bit more is because, uh, you know, it has the full band in it. But I like it. It's a cool little ballad. It's probably one of my favorite ballads that they did up to this point. It's catchy to me. I like it. Yeah. Didn't care for <laughs> it. Just a, just a boring ballad. Yeah. I thought it was a gorgeous ballad. Um, I actually have to say, like, the only other band I could compare them to in terms of output of ballads is the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't stand the Scorpions, and I respect that. I I love them from their period with Uli John Roth, but I will say this: I think Halloween's ballads are better than the Scorpions' ballads. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Ooh, so. highly disagree. <laughs> well, no, I mean, still loving you is a great song. Uh, you you can't deny that. But I mean, I don't want to go through. All, oh, and and send me an angel is a great one too. It's better than Winds of Change, I'll tell you that. I I hate that song. Well, Greg, what's the matter? Because I'm I'm fucking high and I'm trying (laughs) to remember my favorite Scorpion song and now I can't remember the name of it because of my... We'll Burn the Sky. We'll Burn the Sky is a better song than any ballad Halloween has ever written. I wouldn't even call that a ballad. That's a rocker to me. 
And I love that song. I mean, like I said, anything that's got Uli's playing on it is gold. You can't touch it. Okay. Anything from the Matisse Yabs era onward in terms of those <laughs> ballads. All right. With the but, exception um, of Still Loving You and Semi and Angel. That's it. <laughs> Most of Halloween's ballads just don't really work for me. I mean, th- this is better than what they attempted on the last one for sure. Mostly because of Andy. But honestly, I think I would prefer the version of just him with the acoustic guitar. Hey, it's cool. I like it. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to say it. Halloween's a better German band than the Scorpions. There, I said it. <laughs> and Destruction is better than both of them. Except Ooh. Rules All, though. Except maybe Creator. Okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, Halloween was the reason why I liked Creator, because they were another German band I had to get into them. So If it wasn't for Halloween, I would have never listened to Creator. I'm the exact opposite of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the the final song on the the actual album is "Still We Go." I think it's, I think it's a really great uh, ending to the album. I love that monster thing in the beginning of the song. You know, it sounds yeah. like chasing them through a house or whatever. Uh, just a really great build up to that song, and just a really great ending. I, I love that song a lot. And that's my other favorite on here is that song. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, what about you, Lou? Barn burner. Hide your wives. Hide your kids. Halloween <laughs> is back with a vengeance. Yeah, and they're so. coming to pillage. Throw your panties on the stage, ladies. These motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I know you like to collect uh, foreign records, Greg. Mm-hmm. And I do too. Okay. Here's the Korean version of Master of the Rings. Totally different. It's got most of the albums, uh, the original album songs, but then towards the end, it starts taking off songs. It goes, really? uh, irri- yeah, it goes Irritation, Soul Survivor, Where the Rain Grows, Why, Mr. Ego, Perfect Gentleman, The Game is On, Secret Alibi, Takes Away, Take Me Home, uh, Leaves in the Middle of a Heartbeat, and then adds Can't Fight Your Desire and Grapowski's Mound Sweet, 1001 Indie Doll. Did you mention Cold Sweat? Is Cold Sweat not on there? No. Huh. The, no, the no. last two songs are the two B-sides that yeah. uh, were added as bonus tracks to the Japanese version. Interesting. Yeah. Very weird, very weird version. But uh, did you guys listen to the bonus tracks? Yeah. Just those two. I, I don't have any of the expanded stuff. Mm. What um, do you think of the bonus tracks? Because I, yep. I love... I, that that uh, whole bonus track thing was uh, released in the U.S. Um, you know, obviously I had to buy that version. And uh, I, lo- I love that little EP. I think it's really cool. I love what's, what, what's the name of the first bonus track? Not... Your pals, one, but the um, can't, can't fight your desire, star invasion, silly. Yeah, can't, can't fight your desire. I like that song a lot. I understand why it wasn't included on the album because it's not quite of the same quality as the rest of Master of the Rings, but it's really a good rocker and a great B side. I think I like that song a lot. And Grapal's song, too, is good. Yeah, probably two of the best B sides I ever did. The one that really I, shot, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I appreciated the original material of the uh, of, uh, from the, um, the the songs that didn't make it onto the album. I really got to give it to them on their covers, though. They did a mm-hmm. great job with Kiss, with uh, Grand Funk Railroad, and uh, with Thin Lizzy. All great stuff. Yeah, and and that Thin Lizzy cover made me want to check out more of Thin Lizzy's stuff. You know, because I only heard uh, the Boys Are Back in Town, and I was like, holy shit, Halloween likes Thin Lizzy. Let me go check them out too. 
And then that that uh, Grand Funk Railroad cover, I never really heard that song before. And, I didn't uh, know Grandpa could sing like that. I didn't either. And and he almost sounds very identical to the original song. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole song sounds very identical. What and, what uh, song do they cover? Closer to home. Interesting. Speed of which, Troy Nork, get your vocals out, buddy. Come on, let's do this. Come on, let's get it done. Uh, But yeah, that's one of my favorite. Close to Home is really an awesome song. And uh, again, that made me check out Grand Funk Railroad, too. Uh, I don't like him as much as Sin Lizzy, but uh, that Closer to Home is a really good song. And uh, what's the other? What's There was another one on. Oh, the Kiss ones are okay, too. And then the. um, What Kiss song do they do? I Uh, Stole Your Love from Love Gun. Mm. It was pretty good. Was that supposed to? Did they do that for the Kiss My Ass tribute album, and no. they just didn't make the cut, or was that just what they wanted to do? That that could be the case, but it, it might have just been released around the same time. I, I Cause, don't know. Because there were a bunch of bands that wanted to record stuff and actually did record stuff, but Gene Simmons kind of put the kibosh on it, saying, "No, we want different artists, different genres, not just rock." Mm. What like, right. do you think of the Kiss My Ass? Um. It had a couple of good covers on it. I mean, some I just didn't get, like the... the Told the Woods Love... <laughs> Don't even get me terrible. started on that. <laughs> you figure anyone who named themselves after a sketch from a Monty Python uh, album would be... Uh, good? Would, would, would be good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had some good stuff. Like, the radio stuff was okay, but, I mean, all in all, you know, just another... Don't kid yourself. ...alternative rock band. I, I liked All I Want. That's about it. So. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, any more stories about Master of Rings, Greg? Anything else? Nope. Nope. Lou? It is the first of a perfect trifecta for me. Very good. Cool. Interesting. Can't wait to hear what you say about the next album, if you like that one so much. Um, guess what? Project Resurrect. The CDs are here. Buy a CD. ProjectResurrect.bandcamp.com RatsOutReview.com Lou, I forgot to do it on the last show. What's your podcast? It is musicislifepodcast.com. Great. I have nothing else to say. You can find everything you need to there. <laughs> I don't have my TikTok uh, link up there. I don't understand the point of TikTok except for ass-shaking videos and pimple-popping videos. But I have a TikTok, so... Yeah, I'm not watching that. Um, Greg, anything else? No? Good. Great. We'll see you tomorrow with Time of the Oath. Bye. Peace. for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and 
the King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a gob! to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're, We're taking over. Grrrr.